Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by two of my buddies, and they are my buddies from the West Coast. They were out there with me in Disneyland for the DDP Today Disneyland Family Vacation back in July. And we, for the first time since we've been back, we're all three together recording. And so you know what time it is, boys. It is time to talk about our incredible trip out to Disneyland with the DDP Family. But before we do that, let me go around the table and see how everyone's doing, starting with my buddy, Mr. Mike. What's up, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I still have that uh, Florida sunshine glow. I just got back from uh, from being down in uh, Disney, Disney Springs and staying at Saratoga. I uh, didn't really do a Disney vacation this time, but we'll talk more about that on the Patreon side. I got some fun stories from my weekend, but I'm doing good. I've been I've been busting at the seams uh, looking to do this episode. I mean, I've been so excited, you know, post-trip, talk about all the stuff we got going on, talk about some of the cool things I got to experience for the first time. Some new people I got to meet even better than all the other you know stuff that comes with it. So um, I'm really, 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 really looking forward to this. Recording the last couple of episodes and not being able to talk about it is kind of like you know knowing you know a Christmas gift for your significant other and not being able to tell her because uh, I've just been busting out ready to talk about it and uh, I'm excited to get to talk about it tonight. Do you know how hard this is for me? I don't keep secrets. You know ever. this. I'm I'm really bad never. at it. And so and never, I'm ever, like, ever. this is so bad. I just want to chat. And we've done like multiple episodes because I was gone. We did an Alani episode. Like we've done some episodes, uh, but we're finally, we wanted to make sure we were all three here. And of course, you know, the third one that was out there out west, creating memories last of the lifetime is the great Dan Rossi. How are you, bud? Gentlemen, what is going on? I, uh, I'm good. It, I, I was basically in a, in a whole process where I was paying back people when we got back from California. So I've been working a ton lately. I mean, there was one stretch where I think I worked six out of eight days and that was like six 24 hour shifts. And it, you know, it just being stuck at the firehouse that long, it just it almost feels like a prison sentence because you can't leave. You could only go on emergency calls. It just it got really long. And I know we've been trying to get together to talk about the show. I've been dying to talk about Disneyland. So I'm glad we finally were able to get this together and uh, I'm ready to go tonight. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's, it's it's been awesome because, yeah, we did the we did the DDP Disneyland trip and then we've all kind of had little vacations here and there. You had a vacation down to Florida. We're going to talk about that on the patron side. If you're not a member of the patron family, go right now. Click that link below. Um, and you know what? Here's here's what's bad. I've been saying click that link below. Guys, for the last like 10 episodes, I forgot to put that link below. So it's been really, that's really terrible marketing for a guy that does marketing. Um, so that will be there. I promise this time that when I say go click that link below. There is a link right there. Click that link, and you can find the perfect tier to come over and join us on the Patreon side. We're going to talk about Mike's journey down to Orlando and things maybe you can do outside of Disney World uh, whenever we get over to that side. But before we do that, we're going to go out west back to Disneyland. Uh, boys, before we get into – look, we're going to split this episode up into two parts. Um, one, our last episode went long. Great to have Dave back on the show. Charlotte did an amazing job walking us through – uh, Moana Journey of Water. I keep wanting to say Way of Water, but that's the that's the Avatar movie. Uh, <laughs> Moana Journey of Water. 
Um, and it was just great to have Dave's voice back. He's back on a regular basis now. So we have all five hosts back. So that's super exciting. But we've been waiting to do this. Um, and as we did last episode, and it was like two and a half hours with the patron on there, we started talking about it. And we'd like to stick to that hour window. So we're going to keep it in one and two parts for the Disneyland recap because we don't want to leave out anything. For those of you who couldn't join us, we want to take you on the adventure that we were on with so many of the DDP family. So before we get into it, um, Mike, I'm going to come to you first. I, you know, We've done a few of these now. We've done a few DDP trips. They always outdo the one before i don't know how it happens but i I, like we get to meet new people we get to you know create new memories and every time i go into it and you know this you know and i'm gonna be transparent here i get nervous because in my mind i want this to be perfect for people and for me it was just magical man getting to meet everybody and hang out how was it for you uh this our third now ddp trip well it was super cool i mean i seeing people that I've known virtually for such a long time and be able to meet them in person, you know, all the other trips, same thing. When you got to meet somebody for the first time after kind of knowing their life and their story and what was going on, you know, in their, in their, in their livelihood, you know, what they have, what's, what troubles they've gone through, what, you know, fun they've had, some, some funny moments that we've got to share together. And of course the old school people that have been around the last couple of trips, um, to be able to break bread and see them again, it's always a wonderful thing. You know, when people come from all over the country, it's not even like people from your own neighborhood. This is people that come from, I mean, different states from everywhere. So to be able to go out to the West Coast and see some of our West Coast people that can't journey to the East Coast as easily or as much as, you know, fortunate we were able to do, um, was really cool. You know, I was really looking forward to this as a Disney person because, you know, our last Disney trip to it was supposed to be Disneyland got canceled, obviously. That was the whole COVID thing. So this was a trip a long time coming. And to be able to finally step off that plane and be able to walk into Disneyland, I thought was something really cool. And it was uh, very, very long overdue. Yeah, 100%. Dan, you come from both sides of this now. Um, you know, you've been on all the DDP trips. Um, first as part of the DDP family as a listener and uh, and now as a host uh, what's your takeaway, man, just overall in general as this is now the third DDP trip you've done? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I still felt like I was just another listener coming on, <laughs> like meeting all these people. Because, again, like we, you know, social media is kind of weird, but like you, you see everyone online and you feel like you know everyone. So when you when you see them in person for the first time, uh, it's not weird. You know, you feel like, you know, you, you know, whether, you know. We're Facebook friends with a lot of these people, so you kind of see what they do in their regular day lives. You know, you know, you see their kids growing up, their kids playing sports, stuff like that. So, it was just fun to be able to sit down and meet everyone. And the fact that you know, you know, we're going to talk about this, but Disneyland is a little more smaller. It's close knit, where we were able to see everyone, you know, constantly throughout the day. Because no matter where you were going, no matter what park you were at or what ride you were going to. It seemed like we were always running into someone from the DDP family. So that was great. Yeah, so my take on that is this. One, um, I feel the same way I do after every single DDP trip. I, I cherish the moments I had with every single person. I wish I had more moments. With, uh, this was our biggest trip. This was our biggest group we've taken. Um, and it's a little bit harder. And I was telling, I was talking to the Roney family, and they're just so incredible. Like, hanging out with them was was a blast. And I was talking to them, and I was like, because this was their first DDP trip. And I said, it's a little harder in the parks to do these than it is on a cruise ship, you know, because a cruise ship, where are you escaping to? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're here. We can find you. We know where you're at. Um, and, uh, but in the parks a little harder, but it really was 
kind of magical the way it worked out because we did the WhatsApp again, you know, group chat, everybody was on it. And people just, I don't know how many total messages were on that. I think we need to go back and like check some logistics, <laughs> but I bet it's in the thousands. Like there was, was everyone was yeah. communicating, you know, hey, I'm heading to ride this or hey, I got this um, attraction at this time for my Genie Plus return time. Um, and people were meeting up and riding and hanging out. And, you know, and then of course, we would all get together. And that was the really cool part about doing this in Disneyland. Mike, I think it's easier to do these in Disneyland than even Disney World. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the the all the hotels are pretty much close to each other. You know, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I, listen, I was just down at Saratoga Springs. And if you want to go from Saratoga Springs to, you'd say, the Grand Floridian, that's a good 15, 20-minute, you know, ride in the car or, or even just trying to use Disney transportation. You know, there's no real Disney transportation there to go between the, you know, the hotels because it's literally a walk. You know, it's so close together. And, um, you know, we use the Grand California to, to cut through a lot of times to go into the parks. So, I mean, you were literally walking through somebody else's, you know, hotel lobby and you could see them getting ready to go to a meal or, you know, head down to the pool. So uh, it, was, it was definitely that little bit more of a, I don't know, close-knit comfort feeling because everybody was so close together with the way the hotels were set up. And pretty much we were all staying around the same hotel. So it made it really easy, especially going to the pool as a group. I and mean, we had a great time at the pool doing that as well, too. Yeah, let's talk about the hotels. Let's dive into it. So I think, guys, let's do it this way. Uh, three main hotels. We're not going to get into the good neighbors. A couple of our DDP families stay at the good neighbors. And that's a great option. If you ever want to go to Disneyland, uh, the good neighbor resorts are a great option because a lot of them are super close. Some of them are even closer than some of the Disney hotels uh, to the parks. So let's talk just a little bit about the hotel. So let's start at this. Let's start at the hotel none of us stayed at. And when I say none of us, none of the hosts. None, none of me, Dan, Mike, none of us stayed at. And that's the Grand Californian. Now, I have stayed there before. We did spend some time at the Grand Californian. All of us did. Um, kind of a lot of us walked through there uh, to get to the parks. Yep. I know I took advantage of that. Um, but let's start with the Grand Californian. Dan, this hotel is, I would say, I, I'm going to say it. I think this is the flagship hotel of the Disneyland property. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's gorgeous. And the location is is second to none here. I mean, it, it's literally, it has its own entrance into California Adventure. Uh, or you can basically walk right down into uh, downtown Disney. So, I mean, uh, I stayed at, at Paradise Pier. Because there was construction going on there, we were able to utilize um, Grand Ca- or we were able to utilize the entrance to Grand Californian, uh, which was really nice. I know you typically cannot do that. You do have to be a guest uh, over at Grand Californian to go into California Adventure. Um, but just the fact that you can be basically right inside of everything. Like I said, you're right next to downtown Disney. You're right next to California Adventure. It's basically in the middle of everything. You can't miss anything there. It's great. Yeah, I mean, so I've stayed at the Grand California a couple times. It is, Mike, it's Wilderness Lodge put out west. Mm-hmm. No, I, Kind of the way it's built. Yeah, the, uh, the it had that huge... You know, ambiance feeling when you walk into the lobby. It was it was really really nice. I liked it a lot. Uh, the, like you said, the convenience of being able to just go right into the parks from that hotel was great. Uh, that was our thing. We would just walk right across, you know, right across the street from Pixar. I was over there with uh, with Dan, and uh, super convenient to just kind of walk across. They had some, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, but some great dining options in there too. Um, they had a little DVC spot in there where I got to get uh, my my uh, my DVC merchandise. I uh, got some more sliders and stuff, which is really cool. Um, liked it a lot. I definitely want to put that on my bucket list when I go out there again. I, I would, if I could get a reservation there, maybe on DVC points, I would make it a trip just to go out there to stay there and be able to utilize that resort and be able to do a you know a Disneyland trip, so to speak. 
Yeah, and we're going to save our overall like opinions on Disneyland versus Disney World till episode two. So that'll be episode uh, 308 coming out. It'll be in a couple weeks here. Um, next week, actually, as you listen to this. So did you guys get a chance to shop? You said you talked about merch. So I do want to talk about merch because it's the only place I really shopped the whole time I was there, Mike, was in the Grand Californian. And the whole reason was to go in and check out Magic Band Plus. So I do not have a Magic Band Plus. Katie didn't have a Magic Plus. Riley had one, right? So I thought, well, let's go and let's buy Katie and I a Magic Band Plus. We all three ended up buying them because <laughs> that's just the way life works is, you know, the child gets something too because it's just – and it's Disney money and it's fake and it's not real and, you know, it's all that. Um, I felt like the gift shop there was fantastic. Had a lot of great stuff, a lot of great DVC merch, really cool Disneyland merch. Um, so I want to chat about that because then I want to get into some uh, shopping with Dan because I'm sure he went in and out of the stores a lot more than I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did go into the gift shop there uh, over at Grand Californian. I didn't buy anything just because uh, I think I was there one day because I had to do I had to do laundry one morning uh, because you know, like I said, we had a long trip. We were where'd we you get kinda, laundry detergent from? Uh, fr- from this weird guy, he like he he had a like a whole Ziploc bag <laughs> of like Tide Tide Pods for me. <laughs> Kept following me around, so finally I just took them. Uh, but no, like uh, it, it was a little bit of a hectic thing because we had no laundry at our hotel because they were doing construction. Uh, the one day we decided to go have a pool day over at Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland Hotel, I brought my laundry there only to find out that their laundry was also under construction. So finally, like the one day that I did not let my or did not make my family get up and, and rope drop, I went ahead and went over to Grand California and, and, and did laundry one morning. So I kind of, as my laundry was going, I went to the gift shop, just kind of perused around a bit. Didn't buy anything, but again, it was a pretty big bit gift shop, and uh, they had quite a bit there. We did more shopping in downtown Disney, though. So tell me about, uh, before, we get, before we get, actually, you know what, let's save that for a second. We'll come back into it. Let's move over to Paradise Pier. Um, two of three Disneyland hotels on property. Uh, I did not step foot inside Paradise Pier. So, uh, Mike, take me inside the building. Lots of construction going on. You know, there was the pool's not open. There's a lot not open. But take me over there. Because actually, compared to the Disneyland Hotel, you were in closer proximity than I am to the parks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to knock it because it was going under construction. And I know that with, with that, I got to give it a kind of a mulligan when it comes to that. You know, it's 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 got its opportunity to do, be something good. Um the the good part about it is the elevators are super cool. I don't know if you have those those kind of elevators where you press the button and it tells you what elevator is gonna. So you press the button. Uh-huh. And the, you pre- oh yeah, like in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You press the like button I, on the screen yeah, and it tells yeah. you what elevator it's gonna be. Then that, that elevator only goes to that floor. So uh, that, that was pretty cool the way their elevators are set up. Kind of high tech for you know for the, for that, which is pretty cool. Um, the view of the pool looks amazing because when we when we were standing in our hotel going down the elevator, you had an overlook of the where the pool was and it looks beautiful and it was looked so close to being done that I was kind of hoping that maybe they'd be done early, but I kind of knew it wasn't going to be. But um looked really, really cool. So I would definitely say that's going to be something that's great. Um, my only my only two knocks is that there was no kind of place to eat. It was only vending machines. Mm. Um, so if you wanted to get like a quick bite to eat, there was nothing really when it came to that. Um, you know, they had a they had a coffee vending machine, which the coffee was actually good, so I, I can't knock that. But if you wanted to buy something from the refrigerator or one of those things, it was actually an honor system. You had to go in and you had to take it out of the refrigerator, scan it yourself. You were on camera the whole time and then walk out with it. So you literally had to go into the refrigerators, take out whatever you wanted, whatever kind of food, snack, um, 
microwave stuff that they had. Um, fix it yourself, check it out yourself, and walk out. And it was completely on the honor system. So I kind of found that weird. Their gift shop was very cool. Um, and I could definitely see there being a lot of potential with all that construction going on that, that it, it could be a real, you know, a real, a real good place to stay once the pools are operating and, and it's you know, back into 100% functional of what they're making it out to be. You know, that reminds me of something I want to talk about real quick. So something I first time I've ever done this on this trip and it blew Riley's mind and it was at the airport and it was um one of the Amazon stores okay So you you just walk in pick up whatever you want and walk out There's no checkout Wait where was this uh, This was at LAX Oh yeah, so yeah, but you have to. Don't you have to scan your credit card before you go no. in? No. Really? Oh, maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah. Or you yes. have to scan like your Amazon app or something. Yeah, yeah, I had to scan something, but you don't scan anything. Right. You just walk right out of it. You just pick up anything you want and just walk <laughs> out of the store. <laughs> have you but seen these, Mike? I haven't seen it. I'm I'm upset that I missed it now too. This is crazy. Like, so we pick up like a bag of Cheez Its. And like, you know, two like apple juices or whatever, you know, it's like stuff, simple stuff for the plane because we were heading out to Alani. And I just walked out of the store and Riley goes, you're stealing. (laughs) I was like, no, this is this is what you do. And it just makes me think, like, how in the world do they keep track of that, Mike? Like how like, dude, you you come from a background of security, Mm -hmm. right? We're not going into detail. But how in the world do you keep track of the fact that I picked up a Dasani water and not a, you know, whatever other water, smart water? Forget about forget about the security aspect of it. How do they do it for inventory? I mean, you know, when you go to a supermarket and you buy, you know, uh, I don't know, three cans of Campbell's soup, they know because they sold three cans of Campbell's soup to restock that. Like you're saying, how do you know if it's Dasani water or Poland Spring? No, no, no. Dude, it automatically knew exactly no, what saying, I got. Right, but I'm saying, but 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 how does it know that for inventory purposes? You know, I mean, like, how does how did it not get it mixed up with something else? It didn't. It got. I got an itemized receipt to my email. That's crazy. My Amazon. This said like you got a Dasani water, two Dasani water, or two apple juices and a cheese. It's probably radioactive. It's probably emitting some beams and like <laughs> you're drinking radioactive water. You're gonna turn into the Incredible Hulk later when you get upset. Eric, <laughs> Eric Dupree. Works for Amazon. Get a hold of me. Uh, I need to know what kind of witchcraft this is that you guys are doing. What is Jeff Bezos doing in these stores uh, to be able to do this? Because, Dan, have you been in these before? Well, yeah, they have them at the airport. So I know at, at, at O'Hare, I don't know if they have it mid, midway, but I know they have it at O'Hare. So we, we've been there before where you got to scan your credit card before you go in, then the gates open. Yeah. And basically you just walk, you know, grab what you want and you walk out and, you know, somehow they, they find a way to see exactly what you've grabbed and i and i wondered that myself too because there are there were some things that were similar looking i guess so i'm just trying to figure out how do they know exactly what i'm what i'm grabbing just because i don't know it, you know there could be a lot of people in the store how, how can they exactly tell you know i grabbed something that was two dollars instead of four dollars or whatever but i don't know they, the technology's there i guess the one time i wish it's i had insane. an identical twin brother really put him to the test (laughs) well my point is like you can walk in with any credit i guess you could do it anywhere but you can walk in with any credit card and not just that like what if i walked in with a credit card that had like a like ten dollar limit you know what i mean i know they don't exist but just go with me on this (laughs) 
And then I walked out with like $600 worth of merch and, and all kinds of stuff. Because they had other stuff in there too, you know, like magazines, books, all, you know, headphones. And then what are you going to do? Like, is the whole thing just going to start buzzing like it's Mission Impossible? You know what I mean? So it's, I, I don't know. It was, it was super weird. And you made me think of that whenever I was, whenever you were talking. Because um, that was the first thing. And the fact, Riley's face, which she goes, you're stealing. And I'm like, <laughs> calm down, child. All right. They got our credit card. We're good. Uh, well, I guess I'll talk a little about the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, it tended to be kind of the epicenter of our meetups for hotel-wise because your guys' pool was closed. Disneyland Hotel is actually the furthest hotel from the Disney parks. Um, it is the original. It's the OG. You know, you do have an amazing pool. You, of course, have Trader Sam's there, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, I'm sure we all three are ready to give our take on Trader Sam's. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so Disneyland Hotel, I've stayed there a couple times. Look. You're in you're you're in the magic like the from the teacup chairs downstairs to the lit headboards in the rooms. The Disneyland Hotel is what I will say is a standard looking hotel that they have then gone and put Disney magic into because Disney didn't originally own the Disneyland Hotel. Um, they came in and bought it after the fact and then kind of over the time have redone it. Also had some construction going on. The new DVC tower is being built right now. Didn't really have any type of uh, issue with that. No noise, nothing like that. Um, and it was right next to the building we were in, but, uh, really enjoyed it. I, I, I like the Disneyland hotel and, uh, I would definitely stay there again. If I'm going to rank my hotels, I can't use paradise pier right now. Grand California. And I've stayed there before. Absolutely love it. It's my top, top resort there. I'm going to say Disneyland hotel next and then paradise pier third. Um, you guys were in all three. You agree with that? Yeah, I would definitely agree Pro- with that. Yeah, probably. And, and, you know, just to, to, to jump on what Mike was saying, I know like when we were there, it looked like the pool was so close, you know, because we we could see it from our our, our our window up on. I don't even know, can't remember what floor we were on, but the pool actually opened on August first. So it's like, oh man, did we, it? We just missed it. I mean, it, like I've seen pictures. It looks great. Like the, the the they have cabanas there. They had like the really nice chairs laid out, and you know you could see everything. Like everything looked like it was really close. Uh, but unfortunately, what we were like two weeks off. Uh, but it looks really nice. Like I said, the rooms, I don't know about you, Mike, but I thought, the, I don't know if they're still, if they still have to update the rooms over there, but it just seems like they were a little outdated to me. Uh, yeah, it's kind of what I expected. It wasn't, it wasn't too outdated. Yeah. Mine was okay. My, um, my thermostat was easily adjusted. So that was, uh, <laughs> that, was that was a plus. Um, you were the hero of the trip, dude. <laughs> I've never seen so many people commenting on a WhatsApp about how to change their Disney thermostats. And Mike's like, I got you. Those rooms were hot. <laughs> So depending on on how this pool really turns out, that would be I, I would have to reserve judgment as you know what's two and three at this point. But right now I would say Paradise Pier is definitely number three for me. Yeah, you know what's funny too is like I don't think you can list I don't think any of the Disneyland resorts uh, uh, hotels are like we're talking on property, not good neighbor are considered a value resort. I mean, I would consider yeah. if I was going to list them. I mean, I would think they're all either a deluxe or a moderate. I mean, Grand Californian's a deluxe. Like, that's just, it's not even yeah. close. Right. But the Disneyland and the Paris Pier, I put them a lot in the same kind of kind of the same ballpark. So, yeah, I, yeah. I could see Paradise Pier being better than Disneyland Hotel. So, just to give you a heads up, too, I had to call these guys because I didn't want them to be mad at me because we, we all booked Paradise Pier, and then literally <laughs> two days before we left, I went to Disneyland Hotel, and I, was, I felt bad. I will say this. Let me give another little, little, little hiccup to the trip and see if you guys agree with this. 
because of the construction and all this is due to construction. This isn't due to anything in particular, like as far as like this is a normal Disneyland thing. The pools were so crowded, it was hard to relax. Mm-hmm. I, would now, I mean, we had a big group, so we were adding to that. But the pools were like really stupid crowded because, I mean, you have three hotels filling into two pools. Well, there's also right. a dance well, competition the- going on. There was. <laughs> have you ever seen so many dance moms? Can- I'm gonna be nice. Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna bite my tongue. Right. <laughs> I'm sure we have a lot of dance moms in our DDP group. I'm sure we do too. You're fantastic people. There were a few of you that are really crazy. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, but with that being said, though, like the the one day we did all meet at the pool, we we had a huge table. Yeah, like so we we were able to kind of you know I don't think the pools were crazy crowded. There just wasn't a lot of seating left. Uh, I, cause I know the second day we went there, we, we had to like, we scrounged up two chairs next to a couple of dance moms actually. Uh, and, and we, they we were, were talking crazy, about Dan. <laughs> they were. <laughs> like, I've never heard conversations like this. I was blushing. I was but, blushing on and uh, at the pool. And, and, and to at least to compliment Disney though, like, so we were at Paradise Pier. They would give us, uh, like golf cart rides over to Disneyland or Grand Californian to go to the pool whenever we wanted. And there were... There were lifeguards in the lobby down at Paradise Pier, and anytime you wanted to go, you just had to go over to them and say, "Hey, we want to go to the pool here." And like literally, they'd walk you out, take you to the golf cart, bring you over, and then when you when you were ready to go back, you just had to let one of the lifeguards know at the pool you were at that, "Hey, we want to go back to our hotel." And by the time we got outside, there was a golf cart waiting mm-hmm. for us to take us back to our hotel. So I mean, it, I, they worked it out really well, even though it wasn't you know the the best situation but it, it really worked well that was probably easier than using your own ho- your own hotel pool sometimes because you're yeah, literally getting a run, you know door service to and from so better than you know trekking all your stuff through the, the lobbies and whatnot so i think it was pretty easy uh having having that golf cart services actually they did it fantastic i could see why dance moms uh the show is so entertaining now that's i'm gonna leave it at that okay it was that was something um let's move on to quick services um we're gonna kind of do a uh a breakdown of our opinion of the quick services at uh, Disneyland. And at the end of this, I do want to get with the quick service. I want to get into a little more in-depth uh, Trader Sam's because three of us went to Trader Sam's together and uh, and had an experience. So we'll get into that. But let's start with quick services in general. Look, I think, uh, Mike, I, I think the quick services at Disneyland top Disney World. Oh, absolutely. And the one thing that I can say is, listen, we're there. Obviously, we were there in July. And that it's, you know, peak summertime, family vacation kind of stuff, you know, when the park should be completely crowded. If you were to try and go to a quick service during peak time in July uh, in Disney World and try and get a table in some of these indoor, you know, some of these indoor areas on a very, very hot day, it's nearly impossible. I mean, there are so many quick serves. With the amount of seating that they have in a Disney World quick serve room, they have tons and tons of tables. But a lot of times you go in there, especially during lunchtime, and they're completely packed out. You got to kind of stand around with your food in your hand, waiting for somebody to leave from a table. There wasn't one time, one place where we walked into a quick serve where we didn't get a table. The tables were plentiful. It wasn't that crowded. There was enough for us to get. The prices were the same kind of prices, you, you know, theme park stuff, type of food, theme park stuff. It's exactly what you expect. But the the convenience of being able to get a table each and every single time you wanted to go, uh, even if it was in a popular place like Radiator Springs, they had Flo's Cafe. Every time we walked in there, the food was great and there was plenty of places to eat. And that was great when you're hot and kind of overheated to be able to have a nice indoor place to have a quick, you know, quick serve meal. Let's get into some of our favorites. Uh, Dan, you and I, of course, uh, we snuck over one night and got beignets. 
um, yep. from the quick serve over there. Uh, beignets <laughs> were good. Um, one of my favorites was the Cozy Cone Motel. I absolutely loved the Cozy Cone Motel. I love the fact that it's split up. You get different things at each of the different bays that you can go to, depending on what cone you're going to. Um, they had one of my absolute favorite alcoholic beverages over there uh, with the lemonade. Um, really, really, really great over there. So mine was Cozy Cone, um, and Mike, you and I ate at um, over at Nick's near Space Mountain. We ate at a quick service oh, the pizza and plant. The, the pizza plant, and we had pasta, and the pasta was great. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, you're a pasta snob. It was good. It was good. Oh, it was absolutely good. I, I can't complain. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'll, I'll say when it's good is good. Um, and they did a good job cooking it. The sauce was good. Um, you know, it, it was better than Olive Garden if you ask me. And uh, and listen, for a quick serve place, that was that was actually pretty good. Um, I've paid more for worse pasta at other places, so I think it was good. I think, it, like you said, we were there at nighttime. It was you know kind of crowded. Fireworks were going on, and we we got a seat right when we needed to, and I got to kind of cool off and chill out a little bit. And um, yeah, we I was very happy with the way the quick serve worked out. Uh, Dan, quick serve your opinion. Yeah, I mean honestly, I think the quick serve. It, it blows away Disney World. I mean, it pains me to say that, but I mean, there were so many good options. Um, I don't, burritos were like on point there. I don't know. They, there were so many breakfast burritos that I wanted to try there. Like breakfast is a, is a lot bigger quick service wise in Disneyland than it is in Disney World. So there was a number of those I tried. The San Francisco area in Grand Ca- or in uh, yeah. California Adventure was amazing. The, the, it was Cocina Cucamanga that I had these birria tacos. They were absolutely phenomenal. Um, but again, there were so many good quick service places, like Mike said. And then on top of that, I think the the drink options in Disneyland. There were so many really good drinks. Um, and and the funny thing is, a lot a lot of times with mixed drinks, sometimes they're just overly sweet, uh, so they're not really that good. I had so many really good alcoholic beverages all throughout the parks. Uh, I thought they were on point. Uh, you d- did mention Cozy Cone. Uh, I know a lot of people love that peanut butter whiskey cocktail that was over there. Um, it was actually pretty good. Uh, it was a little bit sweet for me, but again, it's peanut butter whiskey. Well, like, so you know, what do you expect? But I know that was a favorite of a lot of folks that were uh, on the trip. One place we ended up a lot was I don't know how we kept ending up here. We kept ending up at the Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta. Um, it was kind of just uh, over in DCA, kind of this this like you know great place over there to kind of find a drink find some food got some pasta over there we got some pizza over there really really good mike any other um quick services that really come to mind that was the one i was going to bring up that was right across from where we had our meetup right across from yeah spot yep matter of fact we ate there right before our meetup and um the salads there were amazing um and i almost had to save a baby's life over there because it was a child choking and i had to run up and oh no really yeah right before our meetup but uh luckily the parents uh were able to dislodge what was in the baby's mouth and um i was two steps away from grabbing this kid and giving up the heimlich maneuver because uh it (laughs) was so scary yeah oh it was completely scary but good place to eat don't let that don't let that fool you. I think it was chewing, wasn't chewing, wasn't choking on their food, was choking on their own food. So, um, but no, oh, very man. cool place. We had uh, we had the salads over there, and um, really really good. Right before we had our meetup. Yep, I like that place a lot. There are seventy six different quick services on Disneyland property. So for two parks and a Disney Springs or downtown Disney, geez, it's so hard. Um, 
it is, you know, it's it's amazing what all they have. I do want to get your opinion on the churros. Mike, you were a churro aficionado out in Disneyland. Yeah, I hit a whole bunch of them. I, the first one I hit was uh, one of the stands. They had a uh, cinnamon maple sugar one, and, and it, had, it, was a, it was a churro with a maple syrup and bacon all over it. It was really good. Uh, I tried the caliente. The, uh, like, it was a spicy one. I had the Oreo one. I had a... I, a whole bunch of them. Churros are definitely. I, I'm not a churro person at all. I never have them. I've never had one in Disney World. I can tell you that for sure. Sarah has them every once in a while. I'm not a big fan of them, but I knew it was a big thing out in California, and you had to try a churro. And there was tons of varieties of ones to choose, and I did. And I think that the um, when you when you were walking out of Disney World and Disney uh, Disneyland and Dis, uh, Disney California Adventure, and you're walking through Downtown Disney, there was that churro cart right there, that big red cart. I think I tried about three or four of the flavors on that one as well too. Um, but yeah, they were good. I tried. Them whenever I could, and I liked them a lot. Uh, Dan, do you have any churros while you're out there? Yeah, we uh, you know we had a couple. I did try that maple bacon that Mike talked about. That was really good. We had a Disney 100 one as well. Uh, you know that had I think like icing and cherry sugar stuff like that. That was a little sweet for me. The, you know, it's been a while since I've had a churro in Disney World. I think the last time I had it, maybe it just tasted. I don't know, maybe. I don't want to say stale, but it just wasn't. It didn't impress me. These seemed like they were fresher. Uh, they were really good. I mean, I probably could have had a lot more than I had, but Lord knows I don't need them. So I only had a couple. I know the boys ordered a couple like, you know, later in the night when we were just kind of walking around in the parks. Um, really quickly before we move on, I'm going to talk about two kind of lounges and then we're going to get into Trader Sam's. Um, Dan, you and I hit up Pim's Test Kitchen. Mike, do you yep. have a chance to do it while you're nope, there? I didn't hit that one up. All right. So I'm going to put this down as my second most overrated experience dan you didn't like pim's test kitchen it was every drink was so sweet uh, i suppose i i really liked the food there and you know i guess i didn't, uh, eat. I didn't eat so so maybe yeah. maybe that's the thing jen jen had a uh an espresso martini i i thought she liked it but she thought it was she again she thought it was sweet uh because i think it had like cereal infused milk instead of like just regular cream in there so again it, everything had a little bit of a sweetness to it i guess because I, I think if i remember correctly katie wouldn't even drink her drink no no so, remember you and i, I well yeah I, I said you and i would drink it and then i just kept pouring it into your cup yeah um exactly so that's the way it works i want to i want to go through some of these though because like they're novelty drinks they're cool but they're soup like that, that is the one thing i will tell people is be ready to pay for beverages. If you're if you're going to have an alcoholic beverage at Disneyland, I feel like it's more expensive than Disney World. Yeah, it's close. Um, and also, I got suckered into getting the glowing pim particle capsule for an extra six dollars, <laughs> which did um, nothing, right? It, just, it did it just nothing. Lit it lit up. up. <laughs> I thought it would be something really cool, and it was not. And so, don't. My tip is don't buy the glowing pim particle capsule. Um, the the other place that I want to talk about, Mike, do you have a chance to go into Ogas? No, I did not. I did not. Okay. So we did Ogas the night you left. So you left. Um, you had to fly back. You had a late night flight. So you left at like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, on that Sunday, yep. I want to say. Sunday. Um, and so Dan and I went over at 10 o'clock with just me and him and Jen and Katie and got into Ogas. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're a Disney World person, this is almost an identical match, Dan. Yeah. 
Although my drink, I, like I got like a Justin sized drink, if you remember. <laughs> I don't got, know what. You got a thumb. You got a thumb. Thumb like a whatever it is. You know, it was like, like a, a thimble. A thimble. That's what it is. Yeah. I was gonna say a thumble. Um, a thimble of a drink. I was like, what did you order? Yeah. <laughs> I. I don't remember what it was. I thought I had like bourbon or whiskey in it, and she said it was really good. And then she brought it out, and it was like a third of the size of everyone <laughs> else's drink. It was the same price, but it was like tiny. I'm like, well, okay, I guess this is what I'm drinking. Here's so, your shot glass. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was like a shot glass. I mean, it was good, but you know, I was done before everyone else. <laughs> oh, by far, Katie. Katie ate her drink. She got the, yes. the typical, you know, Jello shot with Pop Rocks. Um, and I got the uh, fuzzy tauntaun. Um, so Mike, you know what that's mm-hmm. like. Uh, experience that one. So that's how we kind of ended our night there. Um, yeah. all right, let's get into it, boys. Let's talk about Trader Sam. So the three of us had the opportunity to go to Trader Sam's together, and we sat down and uh, and and I want I want to I want to give this um a true review here as we do it. Um. We've all done Trader Sam's and Walt Disney World. This will go down as, and we're going to get, look, this this whole episode, we're going to give you our honest opinion on things. So when we say Disneyland has better quick services, they have better quick services. Um, this was my number one letdown of the entire trip. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the best way to describe it, a lot of stuff we'll talk about was like something on steroids. You know, like this ride on steroids, it was so much better. This is the exact opposite. This was Trader Sam's and Disney World. On volume, it was just so like, ah, <laughs> uh, like just, yeah. You want a drink? Okay, yeah. Mix, mix, mix like muscle relaxer and volume, and and that's that's the trade of Sam's in California. And I was, I was extremely let down and disappointed by that. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm. That's there's my take on that one. I almost feel like they didn't want us there. It was weird. <laughs> they probably had a party you know I mean? when we left. Hey, it's time to party. And I'm like, Whoa. they're gone. Yeah. Well, our, our, our shtick every time we talked to someone or a cast member was like, hey, we're from Disney World. Like, we're Disney World people. Yeah. You know, like, you know, entertain us, I suppose. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think that this one was, was smaller, the same size or no, bigger? No, it's much than, smaller. You think it's smaller? It's, 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 it's less than half the size of the Do one in Walt Disney so? World. Yeah. I, I counted. There, 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 was like only, the- there was only seven tables. And at the bar, there was probably maybe twelve seats. Yeah, I felt like that meme. Not- you remember that meme when the guy's got the stick and he's poking it? And he's like, "Just do something already." It's kind of, yeah, it's kind do of something. How I felt the entire time when I was in there. Well, well, like we we like we discussed. It seemed like this was more of a of a of a, I don't want to say quick service, but this was more of a restaurant people would make a reservation for to go eat food than they would to just go eat or just go have drinks. So like Trader Sam's and Disney World, you're going there for drinks and maybe you'd have a, an appetizer. But I guess the the biggest letdown was is they didn't always put on a show for, you know, whatever drink you you ordered. And some of the shows that they did do for some of the drinks you ordered, they were you know, lackluster. they were lackluster compared to what you would get in Disney World. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was definitely disappointing. I don't know, like for me it was just I would say Grog's Grotto is infinitely better than the one in Disneyland. I understand the one in Disneyland's the first. I like the location that's by the pool. Here's the one cool thing. Let me give them a, a really, really cool thing. Is that all three of us at one point were able to walk up and you can get any drink or cup at the outside bar. Mm-hmm. So you don't yeah. even have to have a reservation. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, but can, can't you get them at the Polynesian at the outside bar? I don't think so. I don't think you get the cups. Yeah, you can because I bought the zombie cup by mistake. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, that well. one at least because I bought the I bought the, the zombie and they're like, oh, you want the cup too? I'm like, yeah, of course. Not realizing they were going to tack it on the bill. Yeah, yeah. And then I get like, okay, here's your cup. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I've never done it. I've never gotten a drink from the outside bar at Trader Sam's at Disney World. So. And did it's the waitress cool- like, didn't the waitress say like, "Yeah, we we don't do that here" or something to that effect? <laughs> she did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like she was straight up like, "We don't entertain you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Just be quiet and drink your drink and get out." And maybe womp, that's it. Womp. Maybe maybe the thing is, we got a cast member on the wrong day. You know what I mean? But the whole place was dead. Yeah, yeah. the bartenders and everything. Yeah, you would, you I feel would like get people are having business lively, meetings yeah. in there. Yeah, you, you walk into Trader Sam's in the Polynesian, and the vibe alone, even if you're not in a, in a great mood, just it's a party atmosphere, and it's just you, you get yeah. sucked up into it. This was like, eh, okay, well, you know, here we are. Yeah, it, it's, it was disappointing because I, I, I had such high hopes for it. We did it on a pool day, and like our, our table was really close. Like our table um, outside of Trader Sam's where the pool was right there, it was down the stairs. And we thought, well, let's go up. And then also, like, we got we got an appetizer. We got the fried green beans. And they were good. They the yeah. food was good. Um, and we got some drinks, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. It just it didn't hit for me. Our West Coast people are probably Irene's probably screaming right now. Uh, for me, Trader Sam's and Disneyland not as good as Walt Disney World. Agreed. Agree. Hands down. All right. Let's move on to table services. Let's talk about uh, some meals. Guys, you guys arrived two, or a day before I did. Um, when you guys arrived on property, what did you guys do for food? Mike, let me start with you. Well, we did a tour. I used the uh, the Amazing Away With Me Travel, and we did a tour for, um, yeah, you did. Yeah, for to see Hollywood. You know, I've been out to the West Coast before. My girls never have, so they really wanted to you know, see the Hollywood sign and see you know, the, the stars, the, you know, the Walk of Fame, and do all that kind of stuff. So we kind of did our first day, not in Disneyland, but we kind of wanted to explore, see the outside a little bit since we were actually out on the West Coast. Um, our flight got a little delayed getting out there, so I was really glad that I made my tour later in the day. And I want to say it was about a four-hour tour started around two o'clock um and we got to see quite a few things you know some famous houses some famous areas the beverly hills hotel actually beverly hills rodeo drive whole list of stuff great great tour great recommendation by you guys to use this tour group um they were fantastic they had a little bit of a hiccup because the driver before um the driver before that was supposed to take us out wound up getting pulled over, got a speeding ticket, got held up with the police for a little bit for, with, on the tour. It happens, you're out driving around, I get it. So they made up to us with time and they gave us some free beverages and they took care of us because of the miss, you know, the little mishap that we had and a little bit of a late start. They were very cool. They were very accommodating. So I definitely give them, you know, props for doing the right thing when they needed to. And they went above and beyond more than they even needed to. I understand, you know, things happen sometimes, especially when you're out there just, you know, trying to run a business. But, um, but either way, it was super cool. I think, you know, my first place eating off property, one of the coolest places I got to eat, and my girls have never been there before. I've been there before. It was In-N-Out Burger. You know, that was one of the places we got to eat, and they got to experience that. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Got to do a West Coast thing they can't do otherwise out here. So, um, so yeah, so we, we had a good time. We were able to explore the California side of, uh, of that, which was which surprisingly, too, which is kind of cool. When the uh, Uber driver dropped us off on the strip right where all the stars were, we got out, and we were two stars away from the Walt Disney Star, which was kind of uh, Oh, kind that's of cool. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Uh, Dan, how about you? You got in, uh, in town on the 12th there. I didn't come in until the 13th. What did y'all do for dinner that night? 
Yeah. Well, we got there early. I think we we landed at like seven thirty in the morning, so we got to the resort. Or we weren't on Disney property on the first day because that was you know unplanned originally. So we actually reached out on the WhatsApp to some of the the DDPers that were already there. We wanted to eat somewhere off property that first that first afternoon. We ended up meeting the Castanos. We had a ate at a place in Anaheim called uh, Craft by Smoke and Fire. They just had some really cool drinks uh, on the menu that we wanted to try, and the food looked really good. So we we actually met the Castanos there and had lunch. Uh, but for dinner that night, we ate at Splitsville over in downtown Disney. Um, you know, again, same Splitsville that you see in, in Disney Springs in Florida. Uh, I've never eaten at Splitsville, so this was my first experience. The food actually was really good. Uh, I would imagine it's got to be similar in Florida. Um, you know, the, I think one of the boys had had pizza. I had like some uh, seared tuna salad. All the food we had was excellent. Uh, a couple of the drinks we had were really good. I had like uh, I don't know if it was like a watermelon margarita. Uh, it hit definitely hit the spot because we ate outside. Uh, that Florida or that California heat is hot. It's just uh, it's the sun was getting to us because we we're eating outside that day. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm over here texting with um, with the Campin family. They're uh, out in Disney, and they sent me a picture. So sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got in town the next day, flew in, and uh, let's talk a little bit about it um, because we got to eat at a lot of really cool places around Disney property. I think I want to start with our first kind of meal, all of us together, and that was over at the Grand Californian. Um, and look, I mean, we started looking, I think the hardest part with doing this and you guys will, will know this, the hardest part with doing this is finding places around Disney property that will accommodate large parties. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not whether you're in Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise, what, whatever you're doing, that's always a, a tough thing to do. And so we went over to the, um, it's the GCH. Uh, what's it called, Dan? GCH. The Craftsman Bar, right? Craftsman Bar. I couldn't think of the word Craftsman. And we all had dinner together there. Uh, Mike, the food, pretty good. Very good, very good. And um, nice little atmosphere outside by the pool. It was a nice area. They had us all set up, and there's, you know, tables on the side. Um, menu was pretty good. They had a lot of stuff on there that was, if you were an adventurous eater and you want to try some stuff, and they had some regular stuff that, you know, regular people eat on a, you know, comfort level. So, uh, very good options. Liked it a lot. We had a great time eating dinner there. Uh, we probably would have went back to eat there a couple more times. We really liked it. Yeah, uh, Dan, this for me, this kind of hit the hit the nail on the head for what I wanted. It had great drinks. Um, Katie was able to get pizza, which makes my family happy. Um, food was good, and it was outside. It was by the pool. I, I like the idea that they have both a quick service and a table service um, here at this location. Yeah, I mean, it was it was perfect. Like I said, we, we, we all had reservations, but they weren't necessarily together. But again, if you, I think this probably speaks for even Disney World, too. If you get there a little early and you let them know, hey, we're, we're all trying to sit together, they kind of worked with us and they put us all together, which was great. Um, tons of different options on the menu. I'm a burger guy. I, they had a really good burger on the menu. The boys had pizza. Um, the drinks were good. Uh, I had like this, I think it was a watermelon cucumber Collins. Uh, it was Tito's and watermelon juice, cucumber. It was, it was actually really refreshing. Uh, but no, I, I had a great time there. I, you know, it would have been nice if we were staying there. Cause I think we probably would have eaten lunch, you know, sitting by the pool. Uh, we probably would have ordered lunch there multiple times if we were, uh, staying at, uh, Grand California. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer because so I couldn't go use. They were actually really on top of the magic bands um, and like scanning your room key card at the pools because they were down to two pools. They, you know, were making sure everyone there was staying on property. Because I was staying at the Disneyland Hotel, I couldn't use the Grand Californian pool. 
Whereas you guys staying at Paradise Pier could use either pool. You could use right. Disneyland or the Grand Californian. So part of me is like, man, I wish I just stayed at Paradise Pier because then I could have used either pool and we could have went over the Grand Californian and done all that kind of stuff. Um, when That's we got on property, for ditching us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I just want to get as far away from the nonsense as possible, okay? Uh, when we got on property, we headed straight over to downtown Disney and we ate at Tortilla Joe's. Um, I've eaten there before. And absolutely fantastic. I mean, just absolutely amazing food. Had a nice margarita. Um, love that spot. Um, moving into the next couple of days, what uh, what type of restaurants did you enjoy the most? I think we'll say probably Blue Bayou for last. Dan? Uh, well, I mean, as far as like uh, table service, uh, the only other table service that we ate at was Naples Ristorante, uh, which we actually ate at twice in the next couple of days. And, and again, that it is basically, it's the West Coast version of Via Napoli. The pizza there is really good. Um, you know, I guess I can't speak on anything else. I, I think you, you guys had some pasta, but, you know, the pizza was so delicious that I ordered it both times, and it, was, it, it definitely hit the spot. Yeah, we stopped there a lot of times. Like, we've yeah. stopped there for drinks. They have a great outdoor patio bar, yeah. uh, fantastic spot right there. And, uh, Mike, this was where one of our meetups was. Yeah, it was. Uh, one of the other places that I got to eat at also was Tortilla Joe's, and I liked it a lot. I actually got to eat there with the Reagans. We wound up making one of our dinner plans that night. We were able to get us all on the same table. So I know what a great menu they had. But, uh, but yeah, we, we wound up having a spur-of-the-moment meet-up that night. At, uh, a whole bunch of us were there, and I think they were getting upset because we were blocking everybody's uh, walk around to get to the tables. But uh, we made it work. You know, We got to see the Moors. got to see, uh, I think Anchor was, was Anchor there. No, Anchor wasn't there yet. Um, but there's a whole bunch of people there that night. We had a great time. And then um, I think... We hit the parks for a little bit after that. That was our first night, and we kind of just walked in and got to see what was going on. One of the restaurants we had booked was Carthay Circle, and, you know, guys, we ended up canceling that. Just We started looking at the menu that evening. We didn't want really to do a, um, a table service, and, uh, you know, I've eaten there before. The food is good, but I'm kind of glad that we canceled that one. Mike, it just didn't make sense at that time. I'm kind of a... Laura and I are adventurous eaters. We'll go to a restaurant without even looking at the menu and decide, you know, just have whatever's on there and kind of go with what, you know, especially if it's a good recommended, you know, good recommended place or someplace that a friend of mine has eaten before and they said it was really good. Problem is when I'm traveling with Sammy with all of her allergies, we tend to look at the menus ahead of time because I hate sitting in a restaurant where, you know, she feels like she's not included because there's a lot she can't eat. So we, we, whenever we're going out as a family, I always kind of just pre-look at the menus, see the stuff the kids are going to eat. And there really wasn't anything on there that I could see that they was really going to, you know, make them, you know, jump over a table for to get something that they weren't crazy about. So we wound up canceling that night. Um, but yeah, that was, and I think that was the night that I wound up going to to to, uh, to dinner with the Reagans, which wound up being a pretty good thing anyway. Um, but yeah, it wasn't 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 what it was great for a family for us. Would have been a great dinner night for me and Laura, but just not with the girls. Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about Blue Bayou. That's another restaurant that we all ate at. Um, Dan, I think this if. If you've never been to Disneyland, I think this needs to be on your bucket list of places to eat. Not even that the food is like exquisite, you know, it's good, but the ambiance is second to none. Yeah, the atmosphere there is incredible. Again, like you, not too many places you can go to eat where you have a ride vehicle kind of like going through. So you're basically a part of Pirates, which is you know really really cool it's kind of dark in there but again you could see really well uh you know when we ate there we had uh you know you were uh talking to the concierge up front you know trying to have them seat me somewhere that i didn't want to be 
uh, and, and karma <laughs> came to bite you in the rear end because they put you in the exact spot you did you wanted to put me in right by the bathroom. So I mean, it's you know it was kind of like sweet justice, I guess. I kept telling the uh, the greeter, I said, "You trust me, you don't want him anywhere near the other guest. You want to put him near the restrooms." And also, they put me near the restrooms. We were able to eat with the Casanos that meal. Um, and uh, luckily, I've been there before. So I was happy everyone else got awesome things, uh, awesome places to seat. Uh, Dan- or Mike, this look, you love pirates. This is such a cool experience to be in this restaurant. Yeah, and we were sitting right on the railing, right along right along the water over there. So we were. What that feel like? That was super cool. Um, I let my girls kind of face the ride so they could really get the experience. Cause, you know, I wanted them to you know experience it. Um, very very cool. You know, it was funny because some boats would wave and some boats weren't. You know, the girls were having a good time seeing like you know who would wave and who wouldn't wave. Um, and some of them got into it and some of them didn't. And um, but you know, it was cool. It was cool. And uh, I think it was the uh, I had the Monte Cristo. There. There. It was really, really good. It was that that French dip thing. I think that's what I had. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. So we really liked the food as well too. Um, girls had a good time. Definitely a good place to go to. Uh, our 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 cast member who was our waiter was really good. He was he was on top of everything whenever we needed something. So the service there, besides the food, was really good too. So props to our cast member as well. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into on the next episode. We're gonna talk about. The attractions, of course. We're going to talk about shows and we're going to talk about characters because those are three huge things. Um, anything you else you guys want to hit as far as table services that maybe you did? I think we did. Dan, did we talk about just about everything we all did? Yeah. I, like I said, those are the only other table services that we did after Naples. Everything else was quick service for us. Yeah, same, same, same here. Mike, you? Yeah, pretty much same thing. We, uh, we, we, we didn't leave hungry, that's for sure. We, uh, we got to check all the boxes and stuff we wanted to eat, stuff snacks we wanted to try, and um, we did good. We were very happy with the with the food overall. Let's get into Downtown Disney because look, th- this is um, one of the most important parts of a Disneyland vacation, and it's weird to say that because. If you're a Walt Disney World person and you think of Disney Springs, that's an afterthought. You're like, okay, cool. I'll go to Springs in the evening or maybe I'll do a little shopping in the afternoon or I'll do dinner there. But Downtown Disney serves a key role in keeping you inside that bubble in the fact that it splits the park right down the middle. This is your guys' first trip to Disneyland. So I want to talk um, about when you first walked into Downtown Disney. Mike, I'm going to start with you on this one. The way they do their security is fantastic. Because as soon as you go through security in downtown Disney, you're set for your entire day. Yeah, that's pretty much your hub. You know, I mean, that, that's pretty much your, your hub for both parks. Uh, once you're in that area, you're, you're pretty much set to go. You can go back and forth to each park whenever you want. Um, made it seem super easy to get to. When you wanted to go to another park, it didn't feel like you had to, you know, go to security, do the whole check-in thing. It wasn't that big of a deal. It made it pretty seamless to go from park to park. And having the, the Disneyland, having the... Um, having the downtown Disney, uh, that hub right there was fantastic for us. We liked that a lot. Um, also gave us a lot of you know, dining options, drink options, snack options, and you know, places to shop. It was kind of, you know, checked a lot of boxes for us as well, too. Dan, downtown Disney, um, I don't, it's not as good as Disney Springs. Um, I mean, it doesn't have as much to offer because it's much smaller. But a super cool way it's laid out and the fact that you can go straight from your resort into downtown Disney into either of the parks. Yeah, I, I like the fact that once you know you, you go through security and you're in downtown Disney, you're good for the day. What I didn't like about that is usually there was only one or two spots. So the beginning of the day, so like the, your morning, if you're rope dropping, the line to get through security was really long. 
And, you know, I guess we're used to in the parks, you know, you have, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 security yeah. locations that you could go through. So that I wasn't a huge fan of, like at least in the morning part where you were trying to get through security. Um, downtown Disney, I mean, it's nice. Again, it, it isn't Disney Springs because it's not nearly the size. There's not a ton there. I kind of wish there was a few more stores maybe to hit and maybe a couple more restaurants. Um, but all the restaurants that we hit there and the and the and the shops were great. You know, obviously the World of Disney was fantastic. Um, you know, pretty big in size is, it, itself. But you know, that's probably where we spent most of our time. Yeah, I I, I really like that area. I like the fact that you're kind of in the bubble as soon as you do it. You know, it's like you get through security and you're just you're you're on there. You know, I mean, you're you're there to experience it. Um, guys, other than the shops, other than the dining. Uh, anything you want to add before we move on? I've got one more thing I'm going to throw into the mix here before we get into the last thing. Uh, Mike, anything for Downtown Disney? We want to any little points, things you liked? Um, no, I just kind of like the 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 quaintness of it, how how close everything was together. Um, you know, we we hit the Salt and Straw place, which uh, which yeah, I how was it? It was very cool. And they actually have one in Disney Springs, which you we went to last night, and um, they had some really odd flavors there. They had a pear and blue cheese flavor ice cream, and did you, you eat it? it? I tried it. I wasn't a fan of it. Sarah liked it a lot. Mm. Um, the one we were at last night, they had a um, honey cinnamon, honey cinnamon and chicken one last night, which is kind of weird, also. But um, but no, we liked it a lot. We liked going through there. We liked the the uh, the size of it also. It was it was it was really cool yep um dan i want to get into something really quickly we didn't have it on our list but i just added it on i gotta give huge shout outs to justin at disneyland um that whole team with the tours were incredible um worked with them they were amazing uh you and i had the opportunity um, to go on a tour, Mike. I think you were leaving that day, or it was the day before you're leaving. But you you were hanging with the family. It was yep. it was something you you had plans with the family. Yep. Dan, you added on last minute. You wanted to make it difficult yep. on me. Um, <laughs> you kind of you had FOMO kicked in, and you wanted to be a part of it. And we were able to do something with 31 of our DDP family that was really incredible. And that's we did the Waltz Main Street Story Tour. Dan, I've done this before, so I just want to kind of ask you questions about it just to give people an idea. This was something you added on last minute. I talked to you. I was like, why are you not doing this? You added, I think, like what, maybe four or five days before we went out west. Yeah. And we were able to get you added on. Um, Something incredible, you know what I mean, to be able to walk down Main Street, hear Walt's story, walk where Walt, Walt, Walt walked. You have to excuse me. So let me tell you about it. Let me pull my curtain. I'm on Benadryl right now because <laughs> I I have uh, I I got in, in the hot tub and it gave me like this like um, I don't I'm not a medical person but a little rash or whatever and so I'm on Benadryl and it's like Cooties. really I can't take Benadryl man can't do it um, Walt walk where Walt walked there we go uh, Dan and then go into the apartment take me through your experience of being able to be there and hear the story and be a part of that. Well, like I told you before, like usually like the these things aren't really usually high on my list. You know, it's not something that I always want to do. So, at you know, when, when you first announced this, I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do it. And, you know, with it being our first trip to Disneyland, you know, I figured, you know, hey, we would be in the parks. We would be busy. I didn't want to leave the family. And, you know, I, I kind of changed my mind last minute and I'm glad I did because, I mean, it was so cool. 
Uh, our our tour guide was amazing. First of all, I mean, he was absolutely like just on point. He was he was so good, and he was the thing was is like he was genuine. Like he absolutely loved what he was doing, and you know it 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 basically shined through everything he, you know he talked about. So again, it. it I'm not the type of person to be in Walt's apartment to be like completely overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I'm in a place where Walt was. But it was so cool to hear the history of how everything came into place, and you know, like all the intricacies down Main Street that he talked about, and then just to be in that in the apartment where he was and just kind of see some of the artifacts that were in there that you know, you know, he basically lived on while Disneyland was being built or while it was in in operation. Yeah, huge shout-out to Victor. Victor was our guide. He was incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, and being able to be there was really, really cool. So um, definitely recommend that for people going out uh, to do there. Mike, let's close this episode up, though, with really – look, you can do tours. You can do great dining. You can do quick services. You can do uh, attractions. You can do all those great things. But the meetups of these DDP vacations are what makes it special. Mike, we had some awesome meetups had some epic pictures taken. Uh, take me through some of these great meetups we did. Yeah, I mean, it was a blast. We had one scheduled for each day. Obviously, with that being, um, uh, you know, a locals park, we had people coming from all over. Some people could make it certain days. Some people could make it, you know, other days. Um, it, it was it was good that we were able to expand and see certain people and get some pictures taken. I mean, listen, the great Charles Mario was out there, and he took some fantastic photos for, you know, for our meetup groups. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of people that I know social media-wise, a lot of people that have been part of our DDP family for a long time. Um, you know, I had just missed, because the, the Smiths were on our, you know, our last DDP trip, but I just missed them because, um, you know, after our meetup, they were running late, and I didn't get to see them, and I didn't make the cruise part of it, so I didn't, this is my first time meeting them, you know, and, um, and I talked to Nate Smith all the time, you know, him and I become good friends online, you know, chatting back and forth about, you know, work-related stuff, and uh, being able to, you know, uh, you know, hug and see Irene for the first time in person was was, was fantastic. Um, I'm so glad I got to meet so many people for the first time, and um, it, it was really, really great. Great spots you picked too, Justin, you know, you know Disneyland great, and um, they, was, they made some great spots for our, uh, our meetups. Yeah, they were really accommodating. I got to give uh, credit to our West Coast people. They're the ones that threw out some options of places for us to meet. And it worked out really well. Actually, the first places I threw out were closed since COVID. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't take uh, too much credit here. Uh, they did a great job. And, and just the, uh, the way everyone came in together, we all were able to hang out, you know, chat, get to know each other for those we hadn't met and, you know, catch up for those that we do. Uh, really, really special. Dan, this is your first time as a host doing these meetups. Really cool. Yeah, I, I think my favorite was Ballast Point because that that was the one where like everyone was able to sit down, have drinks, and just chat the whole time. Um, you know, I know we had the meetup over in uh, DCA where, but again, everyone wasn't able to go to that one. Uh, but we had a lot of people at Ballast Point, and that was the one where we were there for a while, and you were just able to go table to table and just kind of chat with everyone and see how everyone was doing. And it was still early in the trip, so everyone was in super good mood because you know, again, the vacation was just starting. Uh, but no, it was it was a great time, uh, and and it was e- like like Mike said earlier, it was easy because no matter where you were in the parks, uh, it was really easy to get to wherever that meetup was because you know nothing was too far away essentially. You know, one of the great things about getting these groups together, having these you know great picturesque spots, was being able to get some great pictures of our DDP family together. I mean, we've got some great you know 
gathering pictures out there. I mean, from all the past trips. And um, I'm sure if you're on our DDP Facebook page, you've seen them posted there before. And a lot of our DDP family post a lot of their other vacation pics on there. And uh, they have some great pictures out there. And you know what? It brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, my favorite thing every week, picks of the week. Dan, why don't you tell me, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go out to Ravi. I, I don't know if this was from Chicago, because I know he was in Chicago re- recently. Uh, but he says, you've heard of Rhea, the last dragon. I'll give you DDP and the dragon. He's uh, sporting our uh, blue DDP hat that we just had made recently. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really a big fan of these. I'm actually wearing it right now. You're wearing it right see. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I again, I love these hats, and uh, I'm really glad he was able to get hers uh, before we went down to uh, over to California. So that is definitely my pick of the week. Very cool. Justin, what's your pick of the week? I'm going to go with the great Rich Bakke. Uh He said, great episode this week. We went last year, and Alani is beautiful. Um, and look, uh, you got a trip coming up real soon, Rich, uh, going out to have a blast. So super excited for you. Um, posted some awesome pictures with, uh, with Stitch there and the Lays and all the good stuff that you get out in Alani. So absolutely love it. Very cool. Great pick. Uh, my pick is going to go to Jessica Demke, and she got to do something off her bucket list that my wife got to do off her bucket list. Uh, my wife had a special birthday present a couple years ago, and uh, she got to meet the same Dolphin Calvin and has the same picture. She was out there in that tank over there with the Finding Nemo. She got to do the whole Dolphin Experience thing. It was a great day filled with lots of memories for her, and I'm sure Jessica had just as good a day as my wife did. Seems like she's got all smiles and happy. So, Jessica, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Look, this trip was incredible, but we're just getting started. Episode two of this one's going to be coming out next week where we're going to be hitting the main attractions. We're going to talk rope dropping. We're going to talk attractions. We're going to talk shows, and we're going to talk so much more over on that episode. So make sure to uh, subscribe right there. Like and subscribe, as the YouTubers say, um, and uh, and listen to that one out there as well. Look, a lot of great things going on the YDF Media Network. We, of course, have the Universal Unleashed podcast over there. Check us out. We have coming up Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear, September the 13th through the 17th. Dan, myself, Mike, Joe, Dave, and lots of others all coming to Central Florida for the nightmare, and we're excited there. Get a hold of us, Dan, at awaythmetravel.com, Justin, awaythmetravel.com, and we will get you booked in that group to come down and hang out with us because it's going to be an absolute – Mike, you will attest, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait. I'm super excited for that. Uh, you know, when you have things on your uh, – on your, on your, in the – you know, going forward to look forward to, especially when you're going through a bad day at work or you're tired or whatever you got going on, you have something to look forward to. I'm so looking forward to the HHN nights. Um, have have had a blast for years. I've had a blast with the people that are there. Um, it's going to be so much fun. If you haven't had a chance to, to book a trip yet and you still can possibly squeeze out for a couple of days, you won't regret it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, secondly, um, I've been meaning to do this for a couple episodes, but I was waiting for the Disneyland episode to do this because the great Roni family was out with us. And, uh, at one of the meetups, Jenny was wearing one of our incredible DDP hats and on top of her hat, she had Mickey ears or mini ears, I guess you could say. And I said that, what'd you do? Did you sneak off in the middle of the night and have those sewed? And she showed me and they're magnetic and her friend makes them. And I want to give her friend a shout out because they gave me a set and, uh, I will use those like crazy and that is dreamalongwithus.com. Uh, Mike and Jessica over there running that. So go right now, dreamalongwithus.com, and you can check out. It's under Ear Extras if you click on it, and you can see the mouse pouch with the magnetic ears. Uh, great, great product. I will tell you this. Go order those 
right now because that is something if you're like me that you have a big head and you can't wear the classic <laughs> Mickey ears or you know stuff like that these you can wear any hat and you'll be able to put Mickey ears on it and it's really clutch Dan you saw them they're amazing yeah yeah they were really cool really cool absolutely and yeah you, you should definitely not wear regular Mickey ears you, you need to wear a, a hat before you put on the ears yeah I, I can't I, I can't <laughs> do it so go over and check check them out at uh, www.dreamalongwithus.com uh, last but not least, our good friend over at Two Men of the Mouse. They are back weekly with their shows. Go over and check them out. And, of course, the great Morty Monster is back as well. He is back with a brand-new series. You can find him. Go over to Two Men of the Mouse and check out all of Kevin's posts. And go check out our friend Morty Monster checking out the parks. This is a fantastic way for you to introduce your kids to attractions, to things going on in the parks. Morty Monster will be coming back mainstream. And uh, what a great product for kids to be able to watch and find uh, a lot about the Disney parks. Super excited about that. So go check that out as well. Boys, love chatting Disneyland, but we the best is yet to come. Uh, we still have attractions to get into, rope drops, shows, and so much more. But we don't want to keep you for too long, so we're going to save that for part two of our Disneyland recap here. Uh, Mike, let's close this thing up, head over to Patreon, and we're going to chat about your Disney trip. Not so Disney trip, I'm going to call it. How about that? Uh, that you just got back from. Yeah, sounds good. I'm Listen, I've been dying to talk about Disneyland. Um, there's so much more I want to get into on the next episode. Uh, it's it's so much to talk about. I'm glad we split it up into two because it wouldn't be doing it justice trying to squeeze it all into one. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm hopefully talking Patreon tonight. Maybe people get some ideas on what I did over the weekend, and uh, maybe I'll uh, convince them to do what I did and see if they like it. Absolutely love it. Dan? No, this was great. Uh, I can't wait to start talking about the parks because uh, – you know, this one's going to be tough for me because I'm a big Disney World guy, and there were a lot of really good things in Disneyland that I can't wait to talk about when it comes to the rides and attractions. So I am looking forward to that. Absolutely love it. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. We absolutely love you. You're what keeps this driving forward each and every week. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.